Welcome, BBCs, to episode number 102 of the Broken by Concept podcast, the number one solo queue improvement podcast. We're here. Our responsibility is to break down narratives. Narratives, 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 invisible narratives, false narratives, narrative here, narrative there. That's what we do here, Curtis. Would you agree? Yep. One of the things we do. All right, so my source material here, looking at my little notes here, speaking of narratives, I had a really funny comment from one of my Salty members, okay? So, you know, people join our programs and a lot of time when people join our coaching programs, their view of the game, the way they talk about the game, especially the longer the members stay, they, they just change the way they talk, right? And it was so funny. He literally said, this is from Silas. He said, uh, I literally can't engage with my League of Legends group anymore because he's like, they just speak in narratives, that's it. It's just like, mm. let's say it's like, oh my God, this champion's super OP or um, this is what you do every time in this situation or dragons are more important than heralds and stuff like that. And he's like, it's so funny because we're all about getting in, getting into the details. Mm-hmm. He literally can't talk to his his friends anymore about the game. He literally just tunes out. It's just, it's just all bullshit. Because right? now when he's when he's having one of these conversations- He knows it's just he's meaningless. Just, he's, he's kind of having, he's like analyzing the conversation while he's in the conversation. Yeah. He's like, that, I can, okay, that's that. That's what Nathan says about that. That's what Nathan says about that. Okay. It's like, that's been broken down he, before. He can like that's been broken. analyze every yeah. one of these literally. sentences. Like, that's that. That's where that comes from. He doesn't understand that. That's why he's saying that. Like, it just makes sense, right? And it's kind of like, yeah, you, I mean, I've said, I've had clients say the same thing. I, um, you actually cannot talk about the game. No. Um, in terms of improvement and ranked with uh, a lot of your friends anymore. That's just the way it works. Mm. Um, if you, you want to, if you want to get good at the game, right? If I mean, if, actually, if, no, if you I realize the reality. Together. Yeah. I think it's all together. Well. together yeah. Straight up. I, I think like for someone who joins our program and is serious about climbing, um, I think you actually do completely ruin the bonding element mm-hmm. of climbing the solo queue ladder or struggling through the solo queue ladder together forever. That's gone. I mean, you've, you've got two choices. You can help them because either they want to be helped, but they need to want to be helped. Or you just, again, compartmentalize that. It's like, okay, well, you know, I don't, you know, I'll be here to play norms and ARAMs and maybe flex here, whatever you want to do together. But when it comes to solo queue and, and solo queue rank, let's just not even... We don't need to talk about that. We mm. can talk about many other things. You know the way that I think about it, right? You know, like those American TV shows. I mean, guys, remember we're Australian, right? So we like meme American culture here and there, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like those Beverly Hill Housewives shows and stuff. Like, you know, it's like they're just like making problems out of nothing, and it's just like you know, first world problems and stuff. That's the way that I view those co- sort of conversations. Mm, it's like so funny analogy. It's like, like it's that. just so ridiculous, and like you know, those shows like people like like it's like the Kim Kardashian stuff. People like meme it. It's like laugh at it, right? Like that's yeah. the way that I view it. It's like their their problems, their conversations are so meaningless. You know, it's just entertainment. That's all it is. It's entertainment. Like talking about league that way, it's not practical. It's pure entertainment. I view it in a different way. I view it actually um, like the Matrix. It's like you- you, Oh, it's like the blue pill, red pill. It's like the blue pill, red pill. That's the way I view it in league. It's like you you either get it and you're in it and like you've taken that red pill and like you see it for what it is. You understand how much responsibility Mm -hmm. you should be taking for your games and how much your actions influence the game. Right, yeah. Or you you just- uh, you know, take the blue pill and then you you're, you shift responsibility to everything else and you're just a victim. And it's autopilot. But you can, you don't have to take, it's not as painful. It's, it's, it's a cruisier way of going through that thing. Well, it's, 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 it's less painful in the short term, mm. but more painful in the long run. It kind of eats away at you. You're not, you're unaware of what's actually happening to you. And the red pill is 
uh, short-term insane pain, like realizing yep. how bad you actually are in the yep. game, how much you need to learn, but building the great habits and then having a healthy relationship with the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I view it. I understand like, the I like, reality. It's just reality. It's reality. Spot because on. when you don't understand reality of league, that's when people become frustrated yep. and very, very angry at the well, game. Well, that's where the most tilt comes from, when yeah. you don't understand, understand what's something. Going on. I'll give you a quick, quick, quick story about this one. So with a new patch, um, I'm not only trying to learn RE, but I'm also trying to adapt to the new patch, right? And um, funnily enough, before on 12.9 and, and 12.8, when the game was kind of like similar for a very long period of time, in a way, I was actually kind of, I would actually get more frustrated at my mistakes back then than I do now. Mm. And I think what's changed is that I'm so goddamn curious and I'm so confused that I don't, I don't feel angry or, or frustrated anymore. I'm just like the curiosity is so high right now for me. It overpowers. It's, it's completely taken over the frustration. Like I had a really bad block yesterday and usually that, that I would be frustrated for ages that night. Like I would still be, I would have to like cool off in the shower essentially. You're in the shower just like staring at the wall for like 10 minutes being like, oh, Like I would have to fuck. reflect for a long time and yeah. cool down for like an hour to, because again, I care a lot about the game. But um, I was just really curious. I'm like, what the hell, what the hell happened? I, I just don't, don't know how to win with Ari. I don't know how to win. I don't, I don't, I have a very bad feel for the, the meta at the moment or the patch. Like I don't know what is worth what the value of certain things are. Like if I roam and get this champion a kill, what bang for my buck am I going to get? Like, what is this going to lead to? If I sacrifice this wave and I get this in the grand scheme of transiting a lead and killing the Nexus, how, how is it all? How is it all working together? I don't have a good feel for it. So I'm just so goddamn curious. I'm just getting into the review following this process. We actually have a two week challenge going on the MLA as well, where um, basically what I realized in the MLA is that everyone had lost track of 12.10 so everyone has actually focused hardcore on the LP and is like on the on the patch notes and the meta and this and that. We've actually lost focus on just improving at the goddamn game. Mm. So I'm doing a two-week challenge, um, basically just going back to solo queue process fundamentals, like reviewing basic notes and actually labeling things either a good win or a good loss or a bad win or a bad loss. I love the bad win. That's so important. Um and it's just helping people kind of get recentered again, and for myself as well. Like it's so easy to get off track. I think so, that's awesome. And I, I, I found myself getting you off were getting track. off track, yeah. and then I'm like, I'm bringing myself back with this challenge, and then again, being insanely curious. Curiosity, curiosity is the thing, one of the single oh, most important things. So for climbing and league, fun man. The game. There's so much to learn about the game. Um, I have to call out Vassia, okay, in Soul Two, in terms of the. Um, Hey, like he overall gets it like a lot, but again, this is again just that just reminded me of how easily people can get off track. Yeah, talking about narratives, this is a statement he had. How do I play versus Akshan? Akshan mid. Yep. Okay, I feel like he can legit jump in me in my jungle permanently every game, and I'm scared to make any plays because he's everywhere. So think about that that mm. that statement permanently, mm. just me. He focuses me all the time, okay? Mm. Apparently, Akshan never has to attend minion waves, never has to reset. Uh, apparently, when you show on the map and you walk into your jungle, Akshan's not going to do anything about that. Like, get fucking specific. It, and I called him out. It's just, I hate seeing this. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a lazy question. Akshan has very obvious it's so, counterplay that's when right. you understand what Akshan yeah. does. Akshan, do you just touch on this? Akshan is is incredibly feast or famine, I feel like. Like if, you, if you're if you Akshan and you ditch a wave and you try to make something happen and you mess that play up and you get chunked and then you have to go back to base, lane's done. 
You actually don't. If you get behind an XP it. on Axon, the pl- it's it's game over. Mm. Like especially now in the current, you always patch, have to be ahead. You really have to be ahead. And actually, by the way, with Axon, I've got a really good Axon uh, main. Two Axon mains in the MLA that are high elo. One in EU and one in NA. Both of them, or one of them specifically, said. Um, Akshan, in a way, has actually lost a lot of versatility. He used to be able to go all these different builds, like um, like shield, bow, gale force, like, like situational, depending on the comp. And his comment was that it almost feels as if you're you're kind of stuck to go Kraken Slayer now. And mm. I think like I think the build was like Kraken Slayer Bork or something. I can't remember, but you have to go Kraken Slayer. So I think now Akshan is way less versatile. He has to really get the ball rolling. I feel like he doesn't scale as well anymore, and he's squishy. He's very squishy, especially when you're not going uh, uh, shield bow. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of counterplay to Akshan. Yes, he has that early pressure. Yes, he can do things, but if you avoid those things, it's like it's like versing a. It's very similar, to like versing a Zinzao, honestly, or like a Rexai. It's like you just avoid those early ganks, and there you go. You're done. good to go. You win the game. Yep, that's right. That's right. So I, I hate those things. I permanently like that word. The never language. use that word. The, the language. language is so dangerous. Okay, Nathan. Ah, if you were to. If you were to say you were in the same shoes as, as mm. Vass, say you had a few frustrating games as Zakshan mm. and you were missing something, how would you frame that question? What's a better way? How would you have asked that question? Say you're you're a client in, in, in a solter, you're in a coaching program, and you wanted to talk to an expert about the game and, and you wanted to be you're genuinely curious and you just want to kind of know the truth and see what's going on. How would you frame that question? What sort of language would you use? This is a very good question. What language would I use? I would I probably wouldn't actually be talking. Like I'll be looking at the details. So I, I told him, I bet you, you could look at from Akshan's perspective and he had these windows that he couldn't actually do anything. And if he fucked them up, as you said, he's so far behind. Okay. So maybe it's like, what is, what is the weakness of Akshan? Okay. That's a good question. What right? are the weaknesses of Akshan? Because every yep. champ has weaknesses, right? Yep. Uh, what does a great Akshan game look like? So then I don't give that right, to him. Okay. I mean, that's sort of the opposite of it. What would the mindset be like of Akshan in this game? Like, what is how was Akshan thinking in this game? That's a good one. Um, so this is from a jungle perspective, game he invaded. Yeah, yep. uh, I mean, again, you got to get specific. It's like, you know, invades just don't magically happen. Like, you, just, you know, what's going on with the priority? And did you, again, the biggest one is I bet you he's shown on the map somewhere and then Akshan obviously knows where he's going and then he goes and stealths and then okay. kills him rotating. Well, I think the reason I ask this is because I think learning how to ask better quality questions is a very important skill. That's right. You know, I, the way, I mean, if I were curious or if I am curious about a champion, I tend to, the biggest advice I always give is watch a VOD or two on YouTube of that champion. Literally type on YouTube, auction V, whatever, watch it. What are they doing? And try and, and ask, maybe talk to some other auction players. What's your mindset in this situation? What do you really want to get done? What's what's your priorities here? What do you when's your when are you strong in the game? What are your power spikes? How are you thinking? What do you like? To, how do you like to get leads as Akshan? What's your, what's your mindset? Watch someone else. Why not? Isn't don't you think it's better to watch the game you actually verse that Akshan? Don't you think that's even more specific? The reason I like watch yeah you can do that. The reason um, I like watching multiple vods is I, I like to see like. Again, I like to watch multiple ones to see what they what are they trying to get done? Like, what are they? Because again, it's hard to tell in that one game if this was an anomaly. That's why you want like, bigger picture. Yeah, I want bigger picture. Like, what is an Akshan trying yep. to get done in a game? You know, how do they like to approach skirmishes? When are they? When do they feel strong? And when you look at it from their perspective, you get really humbled because you're like, oh, he can't actually just perma shove and move. Like, he, he can't permanently roam. It's not possible. Yeah, I mean, he he can can roam a lot, but there's, there's windows. It's risky. You know, yeah. he 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 can't afford to make mistakes. Um, I would say another one is 
what am I missing here? I'm, I find myself Love dying to Akshan. What yep. am I missing here? Yeah. What variable am I not able to consider? What am I forgetting? What am I missing? What am I not understanding? Right? I think that's a, a really good baseline question. Love it. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about- um, Should we go talk about it our, our, after a week now? It's like almost two weeks of our initial thoughts patch. on the patch. Because we had- Quick updates. Yeah, quick update. From last yeah. week's episode, we okay. said that we felt like didn't change. Personally, for me, I definitely feel the tower damage now. Yeah, I right. said last week, like, oh, okay, towers hit like a truck. Okay, okay they do yeah. hit. They, I think they're so they've actually released the next patch. They're reducing it's it, massive, right? dude. So again, like, you know, people were stressing, like, you know, Riot knew the risks of this patch, and now they're like toning a lot of things back, and they they're buffing the assassins a bit more. I here. think they've done it. I think they're doing an ex- exceptional job. Oh, dude, personally. They're, they're on point, dude. They're, they're good. doing a really good job. Yeah. The direct, I think they're hitting all the champs. Wukong, Gwen, This is Senna. the most balanced season that there's been, in my opinion, season 12, mm. across the board, mm. after, even after all the changes. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the game pace and the way it's evolving, it, it, is, it is significantly different. It is. It is a start, moving I didn't feel more like to they, team fights and you think? Or? I still stick by my hypothesis that, at least for me, the games feel slower in the early game. It's harder to get things done. And they're way more explosive at like 15 minutes, like 13, 15, 16, 17, like that, that period of time, like 12 to 17, shit's hitting the fan. Like things are happening. Um, Why is that different from before? I think- Because just things were just happening. Wasn't it? Would you think it's explosive all the way up to 15 minutes? I think minutes? before it was, it was explosive early. Like yeah. early game, like before the patch. Um, yeah. Things would happen in the early game. You could, you could lane phases were more volatile. People were gank, dying to more ganks. Like I feel like- um, now there's less happening. The lane matchups are less heavy trading. People can survive. It's harder to get solo kills. It's easy to survive and just take a reset. Therefore, nothing's happening. And then it feels like people are just hitting their spikes and just going. And but then and then because I don't know why that's the case. Maybe people are like s- sick of not doing anything. Maybe it's a mental thing. I don't know exactly why, but it feels very explosive. And actually, to be honest with you, the games actually feel faster. Like, I think the game length, personally, from my experience, feels kind of shorter. The games don't really, in my opinion, get that elongated. They're just slow at the start and incredibly explosive. Most of my reviews, I did most of my reviews today in, the, in Master Plus coaching. I think there was only one that was, like, fast-paced from the other game. Most of them were pretty slow. And then it, then there's, like, four kills a minute at, like, 15 minutes for, for the next 10 minutes. And then the game's over. And that's been the feedback from my community as well. And I felt that. Um, for anything else? Oh, I felt the tower damage. I definitely feel the HP for sure. Um, but I, th- I still think all of these styles can work. Yeah. I mean, know? it's funny. I mean, like basically what you just said that you just spewed out like a lot of narratives, yeah, right? So yeah. I guess there are more trends that you're seeing. These are, these are things Because I'm, I'm still fucking making shit happen in the early game getters. Right. But that's the champion than my place. Well, I'm doing, you right? played a game against me yesterday yeah. and you didn't make anything happen. Um... I could have. It was end of review when I went top. Right. Yeah. But you didn't. But I didn't. Yeah. But I could have. The game would have. Because my right. the, the enemy bot lane burnt all summoners. But what you, what, the way that game played out was pretty textbook in all of my games. Yeah. Okay. What just happened in that game? Yeah. So should have, could have, would have. It didn't. It didn't. And but it, it could have. I agree. <laughs> but I, I agree. Like, I, I do I do think you can still play. Like, you can still play a faster paced champion and get shit done. You can play Alkshine and get shit done. You can play Rek'Sai obviously and, and make it work. I don't think um, 
I don't think it's like a be all end all. You've got to play scaling or have, you know, one item power spike champions. No, you can get shit done early. You made a video and you think that, um, yeah, you just still, you just really don't like the whole Seraphim mid Azir Corky. No, like, you've got to be able to do things mid game. I feel again, so. I, I, I talk about this in my, my tier list video that I hate doing, but I talk about it well. I, I feel as though champs that have consistent power spikes are the best. Champs that spike well on one item, that spike well on two items, that spike well on three items. Like you can't be like just a one item spike. I don't feel like, the, like you can, let me rephrase it. You can be a one item spike champion then fall off, but I feel as though it's much harder you're making the game very difficult for yourself. Like if you have a Pantheon on your team, it just doesn't feel good. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't feel nice. No. Uh, but they're definitely slow early games. And also this has affected bot lane. I had a brief conversation about, uh, to Cupcake, uh, about supports. And he was saying how it actually feels sometimes nicer for champs like Bard, because Bard's actually had a slower, they're actually weak in the early lane. And now the sweeker early lane or the slower early game, sorry, has made Bard, you can just survive. And then again, it gets really explosive very quickly. And then you just play around the rift and then the, the game just explodes. And then that's great for Bard. One really good roam, a really good yep. ult. Yep. Spot on. That doesn't mean it's hyper scaling everywhere. Again, it's these mid game champs, these early to mid game champs that, can have consistent power spikes. And we're actually seeing this uh, ch uh, have a big effect on on the runes and the builds that people are taking. We're even seeing it with Rumble players. The Rumble players that are having more success are actually taking, like in the past Rumble mid, right, you would see like Electrocuting Knight play for early solo kills. We're seeing a lot more First Strike Rumble where they play more conservative and they just play off their like Rocket Belt or Night Harvester Spike and then the game explodes. So you can actually make your champs work if you play them in a differing way. We're seeing more Leandris on Ari. We're seeing, you know, differing a lot of- Leandris on Ari? Yeah. Everfrost. Yeah, it's starting to become a thing now. Interesting. Um, again, more damage, more consistent damage, spike uh, scales a little bit better. Uh, okay. So, yeah, we're seeing a, a wide variety of different build paths. Any, anything else you want to share before we move on? Nope. Still just getting specific into the details. Okay. So, I may have spoken about this before, but I, need, I feel a need to reiterate this. Yep. I watched your Rek'Sai guide that you put Ooh. out. Well, I watched like 40 minutes, the first 40 minutes, and I'm just Curtis my way now it. knows how to beat me, and he's, he's in my head. <laughs> well, I don't know much about jungle. I really don't. I, I, and it's actually a weak point of mine. And I thought jungle tracking was a learning objective you worked on for a big period of time Yeah, and I lost, the, I lost it massively. It yeah. just is one of those things went down. I haven't, I haven't attended to it for a very long time, and I noticed right now I'm, I'm actually suffering for it because I died to a lot of ganks at the moment. So yep. I'm, I'm kind of going back to my jungle tracking fundamentals mm. in a way. Anyway... It's so interesting, you know, the way you think about the game as in that in this case, Rek'Sai. It's like, okay, this is the comps, and you kind of like look at the lanes, and then you're like, okay, these this is how I believe the lanes are gonna play out, therefore I'm gonna do this. And it's like it's such a beautiful systematic. simple, systematic, structured way of kind of like approaching the game. It's like it makes sense and it's really sexy in a way. I love, <laughs> I think it's sexy. It may not be sexy to people yeah. in the jungle who play jungle in other ways, but from an, from a mid laners perspective, it is so goddamn sexy. Yeah. Actually more from a coach perspective, cause it's so replicable. It's like, I can teach this, how a client can break down lanes and think about win conditions from like level one. Mm. It's so beautiful. And you can set a game plan. Like I have this, beautiful game plan and it doesn't mean it's going to be set in stone like that's, right, that's why i adjusted bruce lee we got to adapt and throw like water right? but even those adaptations make sense you're still tying it back to wave states the, the the quality of the trading how heavy trading the lane is things like that right but you have like these principles that you can very easily follow now it got me thinking in mid 
you know, med is such a difficult role. It, it, it comparatively, comparatively, it feels like in a differing way. I'm not saying jungle's an easy role. You have a lot of pressure on you. You got a, got a lot of shit done. You have a lot of responsibility because um, you can easily lose a game for your team, messing up a gank. It's like that example from, you know, when I was getting grief that game, like it was my fault to not, like to not my go Camille top going top and losing three waves. That's spot my response to Jong and that's game losing game stuff. Game losing stuff, yeah. right, spot on. But it, but it almost feels like when you play mid or a lane, your reference points are way less clear. You don't have a clear reference point. Like when I look at the comp, I have no idea the way the game is playing. I have no control. Like I look at the comp, I might have a vague, I can like, you know, okay, this champ can gank me. I'm under threat by this champion. I do well into this champ, but like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't, I have no influence really. You don't know if the jungle is going to hard camp bot and then they're going to be really exactly. far bot ahead or I something. I have no- You don't know it's like a weak side top. Yeah. So it gets way more adaptable. It's fascinating. In mid as a, and mid especially because yeah. you're in the center of the map, you're, you've got to be so adaptable. And some games there's going to be chaos and you can actually, you know, help your jungler and do things. Other games are going to be stuck on an island and isolated 1v1 for the first 10 minutes. You can, you can be in like 17 different game states based off the way the junglers decide to play their lanes and oh, sorry, their, their camps or the ganks they decide to do. And even the laner you verse, they can play, even though it's the same matchup, they can play it differing ways. And what I've noticed within a lot of my clients, and I'm noticing this with my Ari, is that when I don't have any reference point or I'm lacking a reference point of some sort, my gameplay diminishes massively. My, my The quality of my decision-making goes to shit. So a reference point will look like, well, like I should just be constantly getting waves and play for the yeah, game so fights I, or I should be roaming. What's a reference point? So sometimes point? I actually feel like with mid, you just got to create any reference point, even if it's not necessarily the most optimal way. So something that helped me with my Ari that is helping me, it's still not perfect, is the, the reference point is, okay, I don't need to make anything happen early. I just need to get to my first mythic, or I just need to get to my lost I love chapter. It. That's such a beautiful reference point. And it's like, oh, no matter that. what happens, it's not that I'm not going to be adaptable, yeah, you but know it, that it, gives that's, me a it gives me yeah. a North Star. You know that if if there's something that's looking a bit iffy, you know, like you won't be, you, that's the confidence. You won't compensate for anything yeah. because you know that like, this is my reference I, point. I know what I want, therefore I can say no to something. The exact same thing happens as well for jungle, right? Well, let, let's say let's say if I see no sums bot, that like sort of, I guess that's an adaptability. Sorry, a reference point would be like, oh, maybe it's all adaption. What's a good? What's a reference point for jungle? I don't know. That's what I think it's different. A reference point, I guess, is just like I the feel game like plan. Yours is game plan yeah, every time. Whereas condition. mid, it's more tied to the champ you're playing and the matchup you're in. Whereas jungle, it's just the, the comp. It's like it's it's holistic. It's like no, there is a reference point for farming jungle or just in jungle. No, I think it's not even farm. Every jungler get into gromp on the second spawn, four minutes twenty seconds, or your krugs if you full clear. That's a really big reference point because what people do is they they do their clear, they gank bot. Then they sound them up. Then they gank mid, and then guess what? They're at their grump at five minutes because then they have to reset. Right. You know, so that there is, yeah, okay, is certain. That's reference a great points. reference point. But what I'm saying in mid, um, you can't have a beautiful reference point where it's like I know exactly what I need to do. You, you got to have, you, you kind of have like a series of. You, you have a reference point, but you got you got to. It's tied to whatever's happening, kind of in the game. So what? what okay, what do I mean by that? So. You're going to have multiple reference points. So as Ari, okay, so I'm going to use what a champ that I'm more familiar with. Let's talk about- What about Fizz or is that too too chaotic? No, Fizz, Fizz is a really good one. Something that helped Falco. So we'll talk about reference point with Falco. Falco is a client who was in Diamond for a long time with Fizz. And he bounced all the way from Master back down to Diamond. He goes in huge slumps. What he realized for months, he was in stuck in this rut for months. He was just stuck in Diamond for months. Yep. He was 
constantly, he didn't realize this, but and I didn't realize this, he actually lost his reference point. He was playing too adaptable every game, saying he, he wasn't able to have any form of consistency in his gameplay because he didn't know why he was doing what he was doing. He didn't have an, like a North Star. And then what happened? He said, you know what? I've watched Mango Fish play. I'm actually going to play for scaling. I'm actually just going to screw. I'm, I'm not going to like say yes to everything. I'm just going to get to my uh, my first mythic. I'm just going to get to my Ludens or my, my just crown. Just lane until the first mythic. No roams. Well, well, like, again, situationally, yep, but you still right. have this North Star. It's Star. Like, I don't need to make anything happen. To win the game. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still going to be completely fine scaling into this mid game, into the early to mid game as Fizz. Like if I have relatively solid CS and I don't die and I have solid resets up until lost chapter tier two boots or, or, or first mythic, Game's still okay because a very scary is at level nine who hasn't died and is farm well is scary and you can make it work and you, you can find your identity, right, in those games. And I feel as though even though it sounds so simple, that reference point, it's like, okay, I don't need to make something happen. I just need to get to my mythic. You'd be surprised at something like how simple that is. A reference point like that makes a hell of a lot of difference. And I, I truly believe that having some semblance of a reference point, no matter how basic it is as a mid laner, is this one of the single most pragmatic pieces of advice that I could give to someone. And it doesn't even matter what it is. It can actually be wrong. It actually be a bad it, reference the, point. It allows you to speed up the learning of the game because if you have a reference point, let's say you wanted to get uh, an, an, or like you, had an, you had an idea of an item. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's pretty simple for items, right? Mythics. It is, mythics. Sorry to go on. I, I have a really important point here. Yeah. When I was having the most successful, I mean, if I think back to all of my champions, when I have the most successful, my, say my Cassiopeia, when I went through this phase, I was killing it. I knew exactly what my reference point was in every matchup. Like if I'm versing Tristana mid, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Got it. So it's like there's references for the matchups. Yeah, so you kind of have matchup specific reference points, but then you have like chance specific reference points. Like if that makes sense. What would be for Tristana? You're always trying to to thin the wave constantly. All I'm trying to do is hold the wave on my side until I get my first reset off. You don't want her to just shove you in. No, she's going to permanent shove me in. Okay, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, I'm happy. Accept that. Don't try to fight pre first base. Yeah. Allow myself to get shoved in. Go back for my first reset for like a Dark Seal Amp Tomb, get my level six. At level six, I will win no matter what. All I gotta do is stand my ground. Just having that reference point. First base, don't die, allow myself to get shoved in, farm, and then stand my ground at level six. I will win the all in every single time. Love it. That's very And, then, and it, it works. Hmm. And so, yeah, I had my champ specific, like my matchup specific reference points. I know what I, I want to do and what I don't want to do. But then I also have my champ specific reference points. That's like, I know what I what this champ wants to do in this game. And the more you play a champion, the more refined your reference points will get. Yes, that's what champ And that's what I'm finding with Ari. I'm learning more and more. And, and, and I'm learning Ari like- okay, this doesn't work. This reference point doesn't make sense in this game. I have to adapt my reference point in this matchup. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm slowly, slowly trying to make sense of it. And I don't think it, you know, for, for certain champs, I mean, it clicks. Other champs, not so much. Ari doesn't click for me at all for whatever reason. And um, yeah, so I want to kind of highlight that. Now, a tangent point to this, and I'm fascinated to see if you found this in, in jungle. Scaling. I Scaling is a bastard. To, to really explain. Um, so there are some games when you play, say we'll take Victor as an example, and you can, you can just kind of sit there, farm, scale to like two items. You can build Leandri's. You, know, you can just Leandri's, Cosmic Drive, Leandri's, Lich Band, whatever it might be. And you just can 1v9 in mid game. Like it, 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 as long as you farm nine, 10 cents per minute, 
and you don't die and you don't do any aggressive flashes, you can literally carry the game, right? Mm. And you scale. Mm. And then there are other games where you can do the exact same thing mm. and it doesn't work. Mm. You, you cannot do it, mm. right? And what I've noticed is that it completely is tied to the champions in the game. Yes. And this is what fucks with people. Okay. Because they will do it one game, it will work. They do it another game, it doesn't work. And we get into the review. I'm like, oh yeah, it didn't work this game actually because you didn't have any frontline. Or you, you didn't, you had, it, there was a game where this guy tried to play for the scaling approach. He had a Talia jungle, a Gwen top that lost and a Valkor support. Oh Jesus, a Quadra and he, B. And he, and he Quadra B and he always had zero frontline. Yeah. No one's a tank for him. Yeah. And so he, he did a really good job. He nearly won. But if he had like a Nautilus support or that was like a Viego in the jungle, he wins. Hmm. So, so he, hey, he should have played that game differently in terms of yeah, he had to win the game. he should have played that game differently. He should have really so, tried to push in the game. Because he cannot play. I don't believe you can play to scale to win that game. Yeah. Yeah, so, that makes sense. And, yeah. And, but it fucks with people because yeah. it's so much chance-specific knowledge. It is. It's a lot of knowledge, isn't it? And, and the weird thing is that if the maybe if the ball line just popped off, maybe he can get away with scaling and win anyway. You know what I mean? Like that could happen. Like, that could have happened as and well. Then, yeah. And then that messes the narrative even more. Oh God. So this is what I mean. Scaling is so, it is so hard for me to teach. And I, that's yes. This, <laughs> that, that, that just, I mean, this How is. How overwhelming is that? Like, I mean, this is why these narratives are generated because they're there to, to defend the complexity. Cause the, oh, so complex. All of, was defend the right word. It's there to. Yeah, it's trying oh. to make sense of the game. Because I don't <laughs> – this is the thing with League is that you need to play a lot of games to, to, to filter out the noise and find out the truth. Like you can you can play as you can play a, a three block of Victor and and play for hyperscaling like very greedy, allow yourself to get shoved in, don't do a single play, lose pressure and win those three games by pop it off in mid game. And then – but you might not even know. You might have just got kind of lucky. Like you can get lucky mm. in a three block. But you think that's just the best way to play the champion. And you just think that's the best way, like yeah. period. That's the only way to play. And that's it's the like, only way. That's and the narrative. It's like, it's like, let's say if he was to coach someone, he says, yeah, all you need exactly. to do is just, just go mid, just clear waves, scale, and you'll never lose a game with Victor. And then, and then you can have a three it's block where specific. it just doesn't work. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you- You had to attend some fights. You had to attend some fights. Yeah. You had to play more aggressive. There was against like it was a pike a support. Or you, yeah. you were getting ganked. You were getting, you weren't able to get- a multi-thread comp. You had no front line. It was a faster based game. You had to adapt. Shit was happening. You didn't adapt to. You, you had to contest pressure, but you didn't, and you lost. So we got to get more specific, and that that fucks with people. That overwhelms people. It is overwhelming. It's, it's overwhelming. scary. It's just scary to talk about. Yeah, even for me. Yeah. So uh, like, and this like is, in terms of learning the game, like actually figure out like what the fuck do I do? And, and we sometimes I like, get these reviews, and we like go through. I'm like, yeah, you played well. You just yep. lost because your strategy was wrong. <laughs> but your strategy worked next time. <laughs> It's like yeah, I feel shit. I feel shit as well. Yeah, sometimes I like reviews. these reviews, I feel yeah. shit. But like, I don't know. That's just it. That's I just definitely. It's just when I have reviews, it's like, yep, you play really good to your champ identity here. You just lose. Oh god, I feel like oh, this guy's just gonna leave. So that's how I feel. That's how I feel. It's like, well, I yeah, cool. You know, tell me how to win this game. It's like, well, it's, you, you know, don't we just win this game. Yeah, you're not you capable no of winning answer. this game. You there's just no lose. Answer. Yeah, and it's like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. God, I love League of Legends. <laughs> oh, it's such a good game, dude. It's yeah. awesome. So I, 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 the reason I raise that is because like, you know, I'm not to say, I'm not going to, I don't want to overcomplicate people's journey, but just have some respect for the complexity of the game. Yeah. And try, we, that's why we've got to get into the details. And, and we've got to be Bruce Lee and be a very be adaptive. Yeah. Yeah. And be curious. Be very curious. And always learn. You're always, I'm still a hardcore student of the game. I'm no, still trying to figure it out. Don't. 
I mean, dude, you're watching my Rex. Like, you know me, dude. You, I, I, yeah. you play against me all the time and you're learning, I'm so learning. much. I learned so much in that 40 minutes, you know? That's crazy. And I recommended know. so many people in my, a few people in my mid lane academy to watch it just to understand oh, the cool. mindset of a jungler. Oh, geez. There you go. Junglers are just going to have a hard time now. I've exposed junglers in my Rexai guide. Especially Rexai players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you later, Rexai. All right. Should we jump into one of my topics here, Chaos? Yeah. Yep. All right. Here we go. This is a comment I got, and this is probably a comment you get all the time. People, when they have you know screwed the MR of the account, the LP gains yep. are screwed. And this was his question. Um, he goes, uh, um, I found that I've been enjoying Lee Sin, the most fun I've had in a while. I think I've actually found my favorite after about a year of playing. I feel my main account's MMR is ruined after spamming ranked games. I feel that an alt would be better, represent my ELO, as an eventually Lee one trick without ruined MMR. It's not necessarily about the rank, but it will remove any excuses to being a fresh account. So it's sort of like he feels like the the need. It's like, okay, I've, I've, I, let's say I play on my main account. It's all five. I tried out a bunch of different champs. It's all fucked. And then now it's like, and then I didn't play the three block process. I played 15 games a day. And now I'm going to go down to the the three block process on a new account, fresh account, starting from scratch. All right. Mm. And I, I, I said to him, be very, very careful of this uh, mindset because everyone's account, no matter who you are, no matter what player, will be, quote unquote, have screwed MMR at one point. Right, you will screw your account no matter what. And if he was to go, like it may work, it might be fine, it might be a great thing to do. I'm just trying to get the psychology around and the mindset that it does. So let's say he goes onto this fresh account, he goes three blocks, he plays Lee Sin. Let's say he gets even higher than his thing, and he's just starts doing really well. Guess what? That's going to do in his head now. Now he knows that that works, and now he knows that if he fucks up that account now, he knows that he can just go do that and try another round. So basically, what it's doing, it's sort of like weakening your mind in terms mm. of like, you know, this is like an easy excuse to like leave an account once the MMR is ruined. So what I said is, and this is what I did. I think everyone needs to, to have the experience of fixing an account because it sort of like mentally toughens you. It's like a mental, yeah. It's something you have to do because again, it's going to happen. And if you start making new account, new account, new account, you always have that excuse. Yeah. You can never, gonna, sense? you, and, you and, really want to avoid the new account trap. So many players, and that's why they get into it because psychologically they've been rewarded by it, and they then they think, okay, this time will be different. This time will be different. This time will be different. I just got unlucky some games here. Yeah, it's like gambling. Yeah, it's It's like literally literally gambling. gambling, Yeah. So I I told him like, no, you should actually now do the process on your screwed account because you have to have the experience of fixing an account. I can't emphasize enough how I think that was a huge part of my journey. Was the end of season ten. Um, when remember I started like playing like Lee Sin and Nibley and stuff, and I went I went literally down to this was my Just my main account, one or right? platinum one MMR, <clears throat> right? Platinum one, MMR, and I was a platinum one like player like at that point, right? And then towards the end of the season, I'm like, okay, fuck everything, I'm just gonna purely focus on my decision making, go back to Champ Master. I went and played Nunu. <laughs> and just like I didn't even think about the wins and losses I just purely looked at my gameplay right it took me a long time to fix the MMR but I did and in like literally like a span of a month two months I got master I finished master tier on my Nathan one account P1 to master with bad MMR with bad MMR okay I fixed the account purely and that experience really just drilled it through it's like you can't focus on the LP you can't give a fuck about the MMR your decision making over a long period of time equals your rank and that experience I think is so important for every player to have because the moment you start getting into that new account trap you're rewarded for bad behavior does that Mm, make sense yeah yeah for sure 
The one thing I will say is, well, the danger of making a new account um, is that think about the time lost. When you make a new account, right, you're you're playing in a lower MMR bracket or lower rank. So in a way, I view all of those games where you're playing in a lower rank as getting worse because you're, right, you're reversing worse. worse opponents. You're actually instilling bad habits. bad habits. You have no idea what works or what doesn't work because- You just rely on your mechanics. You yeah, just okay, everything mechanics. Will, will work. So yeah. you have no idea. There's no, there's no getting punished. So in a way, I view that it all as wasted time. I would rather spend that 50 games fixing MMR- in the same rank, at least you're getting better at the game. Whereas you spend that 50 games trying to climb that account, you're getting worse. It's not like resistance training. Like you're, yeah. it's so hard to climb your resistance, but when you get, you like, then you lift off the weights and then you're just yeah. got muscles. Yeah. Right, right. Versus when I think about the new account in the gym analogy, it's like, let's say I'm currently doing, you know, like 90 kilogram deadlift and stuff. And then now I start doing 40 kilograms for two, three weeks. What, what's going to happen to my muscles? Yeah. There you go. Gone. Yeah. See you later. And then I have to work back up back to 90 kilos again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Dangerous. Very dangerous. Dangerous mindsets. I want to quickly talk about one thing here. Um, poor pings. Have you found that people are terrible at pinging? <laughs> I, sometimes when I see, this is no joke, this is what yeah. I see sometimes. I had a review, I forgot who it was in Soul 2. He had no idea where the enemy jungler was, so he just pinged missing on both sides of the jungle. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, this is the most, like, oh, wow, the jungler's missing somewhere. Somewhere. Great in there. job. Somewhere you really, world. you're not going to piss someone off with those pings, you know? It's like, that's, I literally say that because, because people are so afraid of the laners dying, they think it might do something. It's like, guys, there's a jungler around, but it's like, I'm, <laughs> That's that's a, an example. In, he's in the jungle, guys. He's in somewhere. He's topside or bottom <laughs> Yeah, people, people like what's straight a, what's up. What's weird? Shocking. Examples? Like, really, it's really. It, it, it's it's such a simple. Like when you think about it, pings. It's like it's one of the easiest things to get better at. Like like if, pings are a fantastic tool of communication. <laughs> it's unbelievable it's how good they are. Best dude. I, that's what I do. I ping. I don't type. I just ping. Just pings. I love a sis. Sis ping is my favorite ping. And, and, and pings the, are great. Danger. I love danger pings. I'm yeah, a big danger I, ping I fan. do. There's a ping that I don't do the normal blue ping. Nah, I never no, do no, that. Really, the really. the yellow ping, the really piercing sound ping. Yep. Do I do that? Wait. I very G- rarely do that one. I v- do either danger or assist me. Basically, yeah. Only. Actually, I don't do that one as well. I only do danger and assist. Yeah. Because what I love, like especially in the mid late game, you assist ping the side lanes. Yeah. Yeah. Do do do. You know, yeah. come on, guys, come on. Yeah. Think about side lanes. Get pressure. Let's go. I'm gonna go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Like, but I'm more speaking about just at a very simple level. Like I always say to laners, it's your responsibility to track your counterpart. Like if you're playing any sport, right? Like you're in your 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 you're you're meant to be like a defending, you're on the, the you're, offense. you're defending a certain a You're stuck on that person that's the whole game. Person. Like yeah. it's your responsibility. Yeah, that's like right. that's why I view it in league. It's like you're a mid, you track their mid, you're a jungle, you track your jungle. Like that's it. That's like the agreement. Again, solo queue contract. You need to at minimum track your counterpart. That's your responsibility. That's your man, right? So you should be every single time you go back to base or when you're coming back to lane or whatever it is, being on their ass, like pinging. Are they going there? Where are they going? Uh, If you're coming out of base and they get first move, they have tempo over you. Where are they going to go? What are they going to do with it? Like it's such a simple thing that has massive results because all it takes sometimes is one roam that they get off to completely change the outcome of the game. That's right. But it's very avoidable. 
Very, 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 very avoidable. Yeah, it's simple just, but very avoidable, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and, and it can be things like even pinging off a gank that you don't want to do or mm. pinging off a dragon that you don't want. Like people always say, oh, my, my team made a shitty call here. What did you do about it? Okay, so here's here's one for better communication. Remember Shern would always say, don't tell someone not, not to do, tell them not what they what should do. do. Yes. So you don't back ping the dragon. So what you, I mean, you can do it. So what I'll think is- uh, yeah, this actually, I when I when I don't want someone to do objective, I'll do that yellow ping, the piercing sound one, the V, and then right? you say, like, and then so I'll do that, and then I'll assist ping top side. Yeah, yep, exactly. That's the Tell clear communication. Because yeah, hundred percent. Because because people will still even if because this is the thing, guys. People will still go to the dragon even if you tell them to do. because they don't know what the alternative yep. is. That's why they do those plays. And most people get picked in mid game purely because they don't know what the fuck they're meant to do. <laughs> that's right. That's why most junglers, yeah. I'm calling it junglers. Absolutely. Junglers make ridiculous oh, decisions. Have, no, I do trust me. They lose. They, they don't know what they're doing no, in they the don't. game. They <laughs> <Yeah>. lose control. <laughs> and so they make really dumb decisions. So all yeah. you got to do is say, like, that's why I say a lot of the time, let's just either ARAM mid or just hover me top. Like ARAM or hover. Like, let's just make it really simple. Yeah. You know, I always say like, as a jungler in the mid game, you're, you can only could be controlling one side of the map. Choose it. Even if it's ARAM in mid, you have to still lean on one yep. side, right? Get your control ward. Yeah. So, so, you know, ping your people there and just tell like, Guys, we're conceding topside. Fuck it. We're going bot side here. Yeah, so when it comes to anything, fixing waves, you want your lane to fix the wave, what are you going to do? You do like one little shitty blue ping? Are you going to, is that what you're going to do? Like, <laughs> no one well, cares. Like, just, no just, cares. just make it clear. You've got the tools in front of you. Use them. Yeah. Spamping assistance. It's, it's, it's so much more decisive. Like think about, like I think that people are desperate for direction in the game. If yeah. you're sitting there decisively picking a side wave, people are like, okay, this guy seems like he knows what he wants to do. Let's yeah. go. Let's follow him. Let's, let's crowd around. Let's work as a team. I, I, I think what it is though, the narrative is uh, they don't want to be rejected. Like they they're don't, scared of rejection, they're scared, or they've oh, okay. had those experiences yeah. where they pinged and no one's listened, yeah, and they hate that. That's true. That makes sense. They hate that. That's a good point. Because that's what I. That's what. I, that's my. That's what the response I get every time. By yeah. the way, uh, you should ping this off here, right? Way in advance, like a minute before. Say we're giving dragon, and they say, "Oh, Bacchus." Even if I say people will go to it anyway, bullshit. Yeah, if you I don't believe that thing. for one second. Like, yes, yeah. maybe one in one in every seven games or one in every eight or whatever, maybe that does happen, right? Mm. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But if you pinged and said, like, pinged and then typed, like, a minute away from drag, give dragon and ping assistance topside, hover me top. People will listen. People are going to listen. Again, I've, people are begging for direction in the game because everyone's walking around like headless chickens. I literally, but yeah, people, guys, people walk around like headless chickens. Literally, I have so many Diamond Master reviews. No one knows what the fuck they're doing in the big game, dude. Yep. It's not until like Grandmaster Plus people actually know what they're I'll, doing. I'm gonna, I'll die on this hill that no one knows what the fuck they're doing until like <laughs> like 400 LP Master, yeah. probably. Yeah. 300 LP Master on any server. I like agree. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad, yeah. And then it sounds really delusional because we have like a lot of, um, a lot of, we have like people who are silver and bronze and gold and, and that may sound ridiculous, but we said this time and time again, the game doesn't start till Master Plus. That's it. You're simply capitalizing on the mistakes of the enemy up until master. And then at master, you're actually versing some people who- You're going to play the winner's game. You're, you can you're actually, actually really make play the game of League of Legends. That's mm. when the game really gets fun. The, before it's just the learning. Just learning. Learning, learning, learning. Mouse control learning mechanics. Basics. Knowledge, game yep. knowledge. Um, and just a little, little quick one before we round this one off, Nathan. I got- um. I had someone in one of my clients and he said, oh, my friend is the best set in uh, NA, but challenger set. Like he said, he's some sort of LP and challenger, right? This is the advice that this 
Challenger player gave you. Okay, here we go. I want you to burst this one. I'm ready for it, dude, because Challenger players are so bad. They're filled with so many narratives, dude. You can get to Challenger in many ways. I'm not saying this guy's a bad player. No, of course not. He would be good at a very good skill set. He could be great at set. Like, the set one trick, he knows exactly how to win the game. Yeah, knows all his matchups. No questions about it. And um, this guy said, Mm -hmm. the advice I got for jungle tracking was, the enemy jungler will be wherever your jungler is. What does that mean? So if your jungler passed down, their jungler is also passing down. Every game. That's, that's, that's it. That's the, that's the advice he gave In him. any elo. In any elo. That's just the, he just said, that's the rule of thumb. That's, a, that's it. And I said, I've never once thought about the game that way. I've never thought that because my jungler starts blue buff, their jungler is going to start red and they're going to match. How did I know that? How do you? How can you assume that? Okay, I will. I'll give you guys a. This is what I say. It's not even say. You could literally join Soul Two. Okay, go through my gold review section. There's literally like two thousand there. I guarantee you, in about seventeen hundred of those gold games, the jungler starts bot side for bot leash. So that's what, like eighty percent, eighty five, and ninety percent. It's probably higher than that, actually. This guy's challenging, Nathan. Yeah. That's the advice he gave. Because, it, like, that's weird because- and this guy's in plat. How does the other it, guy's in plat. It just makes no sense, guys. I, I mean, that, like, in my point being, look, I don't really give a shit about the advice. It's more about, like- Just, like, thinking about the game in that certain way. It just, it's just I mean, weird it, as it, fuck, it, right? It just scares me, Nathan, to get advice you. like that. Yeah. Like, and you'll and, take and, it. And he took it. Like, yeah. he, he was using it. Did it work? No, obviously not. <laughs> He's just dying all the time. You know? <laughs> there you go. It's like, it's like, fuck, man. Like, you can get some shocking advice. You can, there's some shocking advice out there from Challenger players. You can get yeah, some they have shocking no idea. advice. They, they have no idea. Because there's a difference between, like, being at a rank and then teaching as yeah. well. Like, teaching they, is they a can't explain. Game. The Challenger players can't actually explain what they're doing. No. Again, this is what we said. When Curtis and I literally left the, the eSports team, you know, oh. we had no, no idea knowledge. what the fuck we were doing. I didn't know we how doing. to teach. No. I really don't know how to I didn't, teach. I couldn't, didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. Did no idea. Well, dead serious. We'll use a story about today. So Charlie, our man behind the scenes today, right? We were trying to teach Charlie how to deadlift. Yes. I can't, I, I've done, we've done deadlift for ages. I don't even, I couldn't teach it. I can do it. I, I know what it feels like. I know, I know what, what it feels is. like. I know how to embody, how to move my body, but I couldn't teach it. And mm. like Charlie's there struggling because we, we can't teach for shit. No. Like we're just, oh yeah, you so say you move the bar here and then you, and, I'm like, and then I- t- Your body would just do this. And your then- body would just, <laughs> you'll feel that. And then I'm like, no, it just doesn't work like that. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I can teach it because I don't know how the specifics work, you know? That's the difference. <laughs> Great analogy. That's a, that's a real life analogy, guys, for you. True story. True story. Um, anything else, Nathan, before I wrap this one up? I think that's it. Yep. I think that's all my all my source material here was covered on my notepad. Um, Any parting words, Curtis? Parting words. I, I, look, I want to say for most people right now on the new patch, give it time to feel out the game. Like like I'm telling a lot of my clients, play more, just feel. Like don't, don't overcomplicate it. Like you got to just – league is 70% feel. You know, feel, 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 feel. What I mean by that, you got to feel out your damage outputs. You got to feel out what's going to lead to a win, what's not going to lead to a win. Feel out what's the best way to uh, approach the game at a reference point level for your champion. Do I need to play slower, faster? Do I need to play around the what's what champions are dominating the meta? And is it a jungle oriented meta? Or is, 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 is bot lane taking over the games? Like, you got to, it's going to take a while for th- things to solidify. So if you feel as though you're not going anywhere, and things are still confusing, that's perfectly normal. It's going to take 
probably a month solid. I mean, they're coming up with huge changes in five days. changes, right? Like it's just the game. So it's going to take time. Big changes take time to adapt to, especially if you're not getting many games in. Mm. Love it. That's good. Good part of advice because again, people losing their minds over this patch. Everyone relax, play the game, have a feel. See what we go yep. and you know the fundamentals of the league are still there, guys. Read waves, reset well, play around item spikes, you know, take good trades, hit minions. It and doesn't go away. If you're if you're under threat, <laughs> you don't need to kill yourself. You don't need to run in and try and kill someone if no. you feel scared. Don't compensate. Like, don't just don't just value your own goddamn life. These pr- core principles, principles, philosophies in the BBC universe will always apply to the game. Lovely. Thanks for tuning in. All right, good work, guys. Let's keep on improving, and we'll see you next time.